welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, both to the CIAC cast and to the school year. For our listeners who happen to be in school, we are thrilled to be back into the swing of that school year and just a few days away from fall competition beginning again in earnest. So we have a lot of things to talk about here on the CIAC cast this week. I am Joel Cookson, your host. We are thrilled to have you back with us again as we kick off another school year. Three first-time guests this time around on the CIC cast, and we'll be focusing on the football field as the fall sports get underway this week. But rest assured, we will be talking about other sports and other topics as well as the year rolls on. But for this week, three great football writers from around the state will be joining us with Mark Jaffe of the Republican American, Sean Patrick Boley of the New Haven Register, and Ned Griffin of the New London Day, all scheduled to join us. So should be some great conversation about the upcoming football season, and I am fired up to hear what these gentlemen have to say. So before we do that, however, time for our regular feature, looking at things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. When you don't produce a podcast for more than a month, there are certainly lots of things that folks might have missed along the way, but first among them, were a series of informational posts on critical information for the year regarding new legislation for schools that schools should be aware of, information on heat illness awareness, and some other very important topics. So really encourage folks to check those out. If you enter the word information in the search bar on the homepage of CIACsports.com, you will find many of these posts, which are very important for everyone to check out. So really encourage folks to give that a look. Once again, you just enter enter the word information in the search bar in the upper right-hand corner of CIACsports.com. Many of these stories have, have cycled out of the main section of the homepage, but encourage folks to to take a look for them. There's information on um, NFL-related safety rules, concussion education, information on limiting contact in football, information for school administrators, uh, all sorts of good stuff there that we really hope people check out. Most important, I mentioned the post highlighting concussion awareness information for student-athletes and parents. We urge everyone to uh, avail themselves of that information as well, and that can also be found by entering that word information in the search bar, or concussion would also uh, get you to that search. Really some good information there that we hope folks check out before the school year really, really gets underway. Our summer-long project to select the best CIC championship moment on the NFHS network came to a conclusion with a post that showed the top five vote-getters in our fan ballot balloting competition a bit of an upset at number one. So encourage folks to give that a look. Had a lot of fun putting that project together this summer. Hopefully that'll be something we do every summer as a way to kind of recap all the fun that uh, took place over the past year. Hope everyone will check that out and look through all the great highlights from a great year of championship events on CIAC.tv. And speaking of last year, the most recent post on CIACsports.com is the latest edition of Inside the CIAC, which takes a look at the challenges that the 2012-13 school year presented both to schools and to uh, the CIAC in general, and provides a bit of a look at how decisions are made in regards to schedule-changing championships and dealing with some adverse conditions as they come up, sort of talks a little bit about some of the CIAC processes and how those decisions are made. So we encourage folks to check that out. Hopefully it'll be an interesting uh, piece for folks to read to get a sense of some of the things that go on at the, uh, the association level. 
As always, we encourage folks to uh, drop us a line if there are topics you would like to see us covered either on the website or on future editions of the CIAC cast. You can email us at CIACcast at CASCIAC.org. So I hope people will uh, take advantage of that, or you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook as well to get your opinions heard. So lots of good stuff from this summer that uh, filled up the time on the CIACsports.com. Also had an addition, recent edition of Linked Up, our recurring feature where we highlight great stories from around the state being done by all our excellent journalists. So hope to hope you'll check that out as well. And speaking of some of those journalists, the summer now sort of officially over. Labor Day has passed, and it's time to start talking about the upcoming seasons. And for in the sport of football, no better person in the state to talk about that with than our first guest. Very happy to have with us on the phone now Mark Jaffe of the Waterbury Republican American Hall of Famer uh, from covering high school sports and high school football in particular in the uh, the Waterbury area. Mark, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Well, we're certainly uh, happy to have you, and uh, we're just chatting. Uh, you've been on the road basically since uh, since the calendar turned to August covering uh, – high school football and, and some of the camps and uh, as practices got, has gotten underway, I think you said you've been to 25 uh, different schools already. What are some of the stories that you've seen uh, on the road so far this year that have really jumped out at you as we uh, we get ready to kick off the, the 2013 football season? Well, the, one of the things that I have a story later in the week is going to be on a class president uh, from uh, Sacred Heart. Um, kind of, I wanted to do a story about a kid outside of football, what he's doing, what's he's, what, you know, what made him decide to become a, uh, a class president. Uh, his name is Carmen Perugini. Um, you know, he's a three-sport athlete and, uh, and really is devoted to his high school. Um, uh, so that was one of them. Uh, then there's another one, Zach, uh, Sirowich, uh, from Seymour. Uh, the kid is, He's going to be – he's an academic all-star, but he's also um, already knows what he wants to do with his career path. Um, he's going to get into uh, to the – he's an outdoorsman. He wants to deal with uh, uh, just the the environment. And, um, you know, he's also probably one of the best uh, two-way performers in the Nogatuck Valley League. As a, his, as a family legacy, he's pretty good. Um, his father, Casey Sir, which was the 1986 State Player of the Year from Seymour High School. Um, he's got a uh, brother that's on the team, Tyler, and he's also got two sisters uh, that are up-and-coming athletes. Uh, they're in grammar school and uh, middle school right now. So the biggest thing is that you know wherever I've been going, uh, you know I'm trying to get a take on uh, a real personality of a, uh, of a team, yeah. a personality of a player. Um, I have a, I had a story a couple weeks ago on uh, Jerron Pendarvis from Holy Cross. You know, he's a lot of times with the Pop Warner level, because of a weight limit, you're not able to play. Well, yeah. He was able to play. He was somehow able to play and, and for the Waterbury Knights. Um, when he got to Holy Cross, um, he became an instant starter. Um, there's something about him that the people liked, and uh, he was on the, the state championship team of 2010. Uh, and it was a 10 or 11, excuse me, 2011. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now he's, a, he's in his third year and, um, he, he could be the most dominating defensive player in the league. Yeah. Uh, next to, uh, Zach Sarowich. 
Um, so, you know, the thing, one of the things that I'm trying to do with, with all these uh, these uh, roads and the paths to uh, the different places is uh, I wear the cleats. <laughs> I, I bought a brand new pair Clary cleats. I'm real happy with myself. On that well, that's one. good. Um, um, and uh, from Odell's and Waterbury, so there's a really good sales going on right now. <laughs> but the thing is, the biggest thing is that um, you know I get to know the people are, are around this this great uh, area. And um, you know, one another story that was really stands out is last year uh, Joe Lynch um, had been a Holy Cross um, student. Um, his family uh, circumstances uh, uh, forced him to transfer to Wilkett. The CISC was um, able to grant him a, a, a four, you know, the four-game uh, waiver um, that he wasn't sure if he was going to be eligible. Mm-hmm. The CISC eligibility committee granted him a, a waiver, so he only missed one game last year, and uh, he had almost a thousand yards. And now he's uh, a co-captain for the Wilkett Eagles, and and so it was kind of a different take on a circumstance because last year he, at this time he didn't know if he was going to be eligible for for a while. He got granted the day before uh, the, his second game uh, against Torrington. Uh, he was granted the waiver. Yeah. He went out and scored four touchdowns that first game, and <laughs> made for a really good storyline. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and uh, he put something on Twitter today that was really nice, uh, uh, talking about me. So, um, but the thing is, this is one of the things that I try to bring to the table for the last 35 years, is they're going to get to know me. I'm going to get to know them. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I averaged, uh, or not averaged, but I counted. 14 out of the 24 schools that I cover uh, that are not prep schools, I've covered the coaches when they were in high school. <laughs> the current coaches right now, head coaches. Yeah. And so if you had some of the assistant coaches, there's probably about, uh, my guess is probably upward of 50, uh, maybe more than that, that I've covered in high school. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that's really kind of uh, the, the fun part is that they know me, I know them. Uh, I, I encourage people to let me know about stuff that's going on. Um, and, you know, if anybody hasn't seen the, the Red Zone, the website that we have, it's devoted to football. Um, most of the stories have, are on there right now. There are a couple that have been, you know, they get deleted or, or they get uh, bounced from the, the, the uh, just the uh, availability that we have on the website. But, but uh, most of them are still there and uh, that have done the last three weeks. And uh, like I said, it's been a real fun, uh, you know, uh, tour. Um, I've had one little uh, 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 blemish, if you want to call it that, um, but the blemish was fixed or will be fixed real soon. As far as uh, you know, because of the weather or because of the uh, schedule. Um, but I've I've gotten to um, I think 19 out of the 24 schools. Uh, there's going to be more stories of uh, this week leading up to the Waterbury Jamboree schools that uh, that I haven't gotten to, but with the, the story's already uh, ready to go. Great. And uh, so it's been a, you know, I really, you know, I my goal, my accomplished goal was to get to 24 schools in 24 days. <laughs> um, I think the holiday weekend didn't help that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the, the schools that are remaining right now uh, will be uh, covered in some form or or manner uh, before uh, next week. Great. Well, we certainly uh, look forward to that, and yeah, encourage folks to check out the uh, the Red Zone blog on the uh, the Republican American website. Certainly, a lot of uh, a lot of great information as we uh, as we start to you know start to turn the our eyes towards the season here. About a week a week or so away now. Uh, 
on the the season kicking off. What are some of the the maybe uh, you know interesting stories or teams or, or, or players or things that you're going to be looking to follow as the uh, in your area as the season starts to unfold this year? Well, I think from a state level, it's going to be very interesting because the the FC Act of Fairfield County League. Uh, and the Southern Connecticut Conference are uh, are getting together yep. with a, a matchup, and a, I believe it's gonna, it's going to be Week One. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of cases, and then there's also going to be the Nogatuck Valley League uh, Challenge with Southwest Conference, mm-hmm. and that's going to be Week Six. And that the the thing about Week Six is going to be very interesting. Craig Bruno, who's taking over the Nogatuck program, um, is uh, playing Benell, his former team, on Week Six. Yeah. And so. That should be really interesting to see the you know the the former coach going against his uh, uh, you know uh, the team and and so it's gonna that's gonna be a nice thing. I think that how you know with 11 game schedule the next two years I believe um, some of these non league matchups are gonna affect the the postseason playoff rankings. Yeah. Um, some of them are not gonna be as bad because with the expanded playoff system that you, the CIC has. It's definitely helping a lot of teams um, to get in. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how they, especially in week one, what team is going to bounce back. Um, So, you know, a lot of teams across the board have graduated major players. Uh, Massick, Thomas Malone is now playing minor league baseball. Um, Tim Boyle now is, uh, you know, at the University of Connecticut from Xavier. Yep. Um, So, you know, those are two uh, major players for those teams that uh, are no longer there. Um, one story that um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they, the team does is, is Southington. Yeah, l- l- last Tuesday I was at uh, Southington High School, and uh, they were supposed to scrimmage Middletown, and it, within an hour before the scrimmage, it got postponed or uh, canceled. And um, so they had a regular practice, and I, and I was able to watch practice for a while. And, um, you know, they have a lot of uh, talented players back, um, including Stephen Barmore, the Yale uh future year uh, quarterback mm-hmm. um, but the, the one thing I like about this team is that even though they graduated some key players they have enough talent to be 10-0 and 0 again in the regular season they have a bad taste in their mouth from a quarterfinal loss to Glastonbury yeah. they had beaten Glastonbury early in the season and that's a really interesting matchup because they played each other on week one Yeah. so uh, the team that you know played each other in the playoffs and now is going to be back right away um, you know, Southington definitely has the, the makings with Mike Jury at the helm for his third season to to be um, a playoff team and a, and a league championship contender. Um, but one of the things is they kept saying that they they're restarting the button. It's a reset. They use that term, which is really interesting. They're not going to go back. Um, think about uh, last year. They're going to reset the, the the season. Yeah. And uh, move on. And so that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that are uh, Oxford. Is it? Oxford Wolverines uh, almost made the playoffs last year in their fifth year as a varsity. Um, they had a real tough year last year because one of their classmates and players uh, passed away, Brandon Giordano. Yeah. They overcame that um, that difficulty. Um, had an unbelievable season. Uh, they they graduated only two players that really played significant time last year, and so this year's group. Um, I really have high hopes for they're going to be joining the NVL next year. Yeah. Um, and if I'll tell you something, if they were in the NVL this year, 
they would be right up there, you know, uh, you know, as a contender. Yeah. Um, so, and I really have high hopes for him with the SWC this year. Uh, Chris Van Kamerick is is without question um, two or three top players in the state of Connecticut as far as uh, playmaking ability. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, he he just makes play. I saw him in a scrimmage as well last week. Make a play. He grabbed the ball out of the defender's back's hands <laughs> and scored a touchdown. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and, you know, it's it was pretty good to watch. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, interesting storylines, and I think that the biggest thing that, I, that I'm looking forward to, there are a lot of new faces. Yeah. And, you know, it, it may take a week or two, three weeks before people are going to find out um, how uh, uh, how that's going to go. But there's one kid that I'm going to be writing about for later in the week, um, uh, from Nanawag in, in Woodbury. Uh, his name is Nick Yerberti, and he got hurt in the scrimmage. He's going to miss the first couple weeks of the season, uh, but that hasn't stopped him because he's going to be uh, he's helping the team as like kind of like a uh, player coach right now. Oh, wow. And uh, it's an interesting take on, on how he's handling things. Uh, and, look, injuries occur. Yeah. We probably already have some kids that are out for the season. Mm-hmm. It, it happened last year. Um, I, I, it happened in, uh, specifically to a kid named Ryan Hovan for Ansonia. He got hurt in, in a scrimmage, and he missed the entire year. And he told me uh, an interesting story about driving back on the bus from Rensselaer Field last year and how disappointed he was. Not that it, you know he was happy that the team won his sure. the championship, but he said, you know, where am I going to find a gym tomorrow that's going to be open and I'm going to be able to get back on? Uh, because And he didn't actually get cleared this medically cleared until like January or February to start really going all out. But he had it in, the, in his head back on the bus ride home what he was going to do. And, yeah. you know, like I said, I haven't put that in print yet, but I will. Um, and, you know, I mean, like I said, those are the things that you like to see where yeah. you, through a, some sort of an adversity, what, you know, how do you handle it? Yeah. You know, it's a character building thing. Um, it really drives me insane when I see kids that all they have in their life is athletics. And then something happens, whether it's a grade thing or or an injury or something else, and then they just kind of uh, buckle under the pressure, and they they do not uh, get better academically. They don't get better, you know, as a person. And uh, like this kid, Nick Aberdy, I mean, he's he's making his team better. Yeah. Uh, even though he's on crutches. That's great. That's certainly uh, certainly something we look forward to reading. And uh, I guess just kind of last question now. You you talked about a few games uh, that you know, particularly some, a couple week one games actually that that look interesting to you. Are there any other games on the schedule that you're going to be uh, be sure to check out this year and things that you're really looking forward to covering? Well, th- th- that's one of the things is I don't actually make the the, uh, the decision on scheduling, but um, you know, but even if I'm not going to be out of the game. You know, one of the things that I like doing is, you know, you hear about the Monday morning quarterbacking type of stories. Sure. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to let things play out. I mean, when Joe Lynch uh, played his first game and he scored four second-half touchdowns, <laughs> the lead uh, will get to a win over Torrington. Uh, you know, that was an interesting storyline that we were able to follow up because, we, we you, know, you know, sometimes in game coverage you're not able to do things you know, effectively with a night schedule. Yeah, sure. But uh, it's, it, there's always nice to see what happens the next day, and, and uh, there's always uh, potential to do stories like that. So, you know, you know that there's always going to be something. Uh, I'm just hoping that the weather cooperates because last two years ago we had a lot of problems with the schedule. We had the uh, the hurricane early in the season, uh, Labor Day weekend, and then we had the uh, the October snow, snowstorm.
storm. Sure. I'll tell you something, that wiped out a lot of people's schedule, and, and uh, you know, we didn't know when we were going to be re, you know, rescheduling things. So, But, uh, you know, right now it looks like it's going to be okay for, for the time being, and, uh, and that's what you hope for. Yeah, no, that's certainly uh, certainly high on the hope, uh, the wish list for the CIAC office, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's, uh, let, let us not have to mess around with our championship schedules again. But, uh, yes. Mark Jaffe, you do tremendous work uh, covering football and, and everything else up in the 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 the, uh, the NVL area and across the state, and we encourage everybody to check out his work on the Red Zone blog and and elsewhere on uh, the Waterbury Republican American. And uh, we'll see you down the road. Break those cleats in, and we'll uh, we'll see you uh, as the uh, season progresses. Thanks for being with us. Thanks a lot, Joel. I appreciate it. Take care. Tremendous perspective, and great to hear from Mark Jaffe, who certainly brings a. Uh, a great history and a great knowledge of uh, Connecticut football to every uh, story that he writes. So certainly enjoyed chatting with him. We now bounce around to a little bit different part of the state. We go east to the uh, New London Day, and uh, one of their great football reporters, Ned Griffin, will be joins us now to talk a little football as well. We bounce now to the eastern part of the state, where we are happy to be joined by Ned Griffin of the New London Day and also of uh, Max Preps. Ned, uh, thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, Joel. Appreciate uh, it. Certainly a pleasure. He's uh, he's roused himself from sleep to uh, to talk a little uh, football with us today, so we appreciate it. Um, you've been yes, obviously early from the crypt. Exactly. You've uh, you've been out on the road uh taking a look at some of the the teams in your area um and obviously are familiar with the 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 sport around the state so uh as you've kind of covered things here in the early going before we're uh, a couple days away from the start of the season what is uh what has jumped out at you as sort of noteworthy uh from your travels so far in the in the fall uh well I'm curious to see if there's going to be any tor- uh over this season uh you know last season we were able to go into it and say, okay, you know, Xavier's loaded, uh, hands loaded. They're going to be odds-on favorites to defend as state champions. Yep. This year, not so sure about them. Uh, Xavier graduated. Oh God, I think they only have three starters back on both sides of the ball. Uh, hand got whacked even more. So you know, there's an opportunity here for uh, first time in a couple of years for a another team to take the Class L or, or Class L title. Uh, the one thing I'd say about Xavier is, uh, you know, you lose only one game in three seasons. You you get the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Uh, so that interests me right off the top. Uh, you know, and then there's just a simple thing of uh, it's an 11-game season. We get an extra week of football. We get uh, some fun interconference games, which – you, know, you really don't get a lot of uh, in a in a ten game season. You got the FCAC SEC challenge. You got the NBL going up against the SWC. Uh, you know, even teams that even leagues that didn't lock themselves up in the no league, uh, you're going to get some fun interdivision or interconference uh, games such as New London Middletown, New sure. London versus Hartford Capital Classical Achievement, the tryout there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, NFA's going to Glastonbury, so uh, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah, uh, you talked a little bit about some of those teams in your area. Uh, you know, I saw one of your one of the pieces you've written so far. Um, 
about some first-year coaches, uh, you know, at Fitch as well as uh, at East Lyme. What, have, what has been the sense you've gotten for maybe those schools and some other schools that may have fresh faces on the, on the sideline and how things might go in their first year? Yeah, that's that's been a, that was a big deal over the off season. The number of new coaches, uh, you know, either you know retired or were let go, was possibly unprecedented. Yeah, uh, I think we were probably pushing around thirty new coaches, which to put that in perspective, and you probably know this better than I, one hundred and sixteen, hundred and eighteen teams in the state of Connecticut. Yeah, with football teams. So you're talking about every, you know, almost a quarter of the team, a yeah. quarter of the team that have new coaches. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, you have championship coaches going elsewhere. Um, you have John Murphy, of, uh, who built Massive up into a powerhouse. He decided to move over to New Milford and inherits a program that has not had much success, uh, but has good numbers and a lot of athletes that could be drawn out to the program. Yeah, and that bears watching, and you know he's gone from one team in his conference to another, so that could uh, you know, shakes up the Southwest Conference a bit. Uh, you have Jack Cochran who's back in the game over at Harding of Bridgeport. Yep. Uh, he's you know, and Lou Marinelli of New Canaan have the most state championships in state history so yep. as far as coaches go at eight. You know, now he takes over a program that's just been completely downtrodden, and he's got his work cut out there, but. You certainly would trust his ability to get something out of that program. Uh, and then you also have Craig Bruno, who uh, has moved over from Bunnell, where he led them to the only two state titles in state history, and goes over to Naugatuck, uh, which is traditionally good numbers, good athletes, uh, and his presence alone is going to make the Naugatuck Battle League a lot, a lot more fun because uh, he's willing to do anything in a game. Yeah. Uh, so that you know that you know the new coaches and new uh, new faces and new places that's that's a good storyline right there. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, certainly adds to the sort of uh, little bit of mystery that you uh, you talked about, and maybe in terms of teams, you know, stepping in that maybe we haven't seen before. Um, speaking of that, you know, you talked a little bit about some of those familiar uh, faces that you know, or at least are dealing with some uh, some turnover uh, in in sort of in that space. What are some teams that maybe you see? That that could take a step forward this year, either in your area or uh, or elsewhere in the state. Uh, North Shore Academy would be one, and yeah, <laughs> they really don't have to take too too big steps. <laughs> right. We'll call it a, a small step. A small step, although then again, you know, winning a state title is a big step. But alas, uh, and they've come off a season where they played for a state title, and oh gosh, they return a lot this season. Uh, you know, you start with Marcus Outlow, their talented tailback. He's committed to Boston College. If you wanted to argue that he's the state top, the state's top recruit, uh, would not argue with you. Uh, you know, close to six feet tall. I think he's now around 210, 215. Uh, you know, just everything you want uh, in an athlete and a running back. Uh, in the backfield, he's joined by Khalid Exum Strong, who... If he played for a lot of other teams in the state of Connecticut, he'd be starting. Uh, you know, the, the up front, they have uh, on the defensive line, Javon Brown, a nose guard who is a house. Yeah. Uh, only a sophomore. He's already gotten invites to play in a national game involving Canada and the U.S. 
they got a good break, too, when uh, defensive end Tuzar Skipper, who was their best defender last year, uh, was granted another year of eligibility. Uh, just, you know, as far as athle- uh, athleticism, pure talent, uh, gosh, they got so much of it this season. Yeah. Uh, it's, they're going to be a, they're they're going to be an absolute bear. Uh, and now another team out there that I would expect to take a good a big step forward is Middletown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've slowly uh, the last few years been uh, rebuilding that program after having some hard times. Uh, Sal Morello, their head coach, is in the sports season. He is a terrific coach. For those who are not familiar with Sal, he took over Cromwell. Actually, I should say he started Cromwell. Uh, he was their head coach when uh, the program began back in the, oh, I want to say the late 90s, and their first year of varsity football, they go to a state final. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he led, eventually led them to a state championship. So now he's in his fourth year there. Uh, you know, these are kids who have been brought up his way. They're used to his system. Last season, they only lost three games. They lost a shootout to Windsor, which went on to play for the Class L title. Uh, they had a loss to Massick in the state playoffs uh, by a touchdown, you know, a perennial state power. And then they also lost to Class Double champion Xavier, which you know, pretty much waltzed over everyone except Cans. Uh, you know, they returned almost the entire team back, uh, you know, eight on offense alone. Uh, they're huge up front. Uh, they have the, you know, the Bednar's twins on the offensive line, which at last report were six seven and somewhere in the neighborhood of 270 pounds. Sure, yeah, just your average uh, offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the kind of offensive line you're used to seeing at every school in the state of Connecticut. Right. Uh, <laughs> actually, the funny thing, and I apologize, I cannot remember uh, their names, but Bill uh, Town has a distinction of having two twins, two sets of twins on their offensive line. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, well, the Bednars are on one side and the Twins are on the other. Oh, I thought I, uh, I feel like I'm not uh, remembering their names. But uh, anyways, um, you know, they return uh, Dario Heisman, their quarterback, and just so much back there. Yeah. Um, I think I I really think they're going to take a step forward this year and contend for a class of five. Last year, they fell uh, short in the quarterfinals, but lost to Massett. Uh, I expect them to much farther this year. Um, any uh, so some good uh, some good teams to keep an eye on. Any uh, any other players that maybe you you haven't mentioned yet that are that are folks that the the fans should be excited to watch or and also any uh, you know any games on the calendar that you're really uh, you know are circling now and and really think should be either you know big games that when when they happen or ones that you're just excited to see. Uh, as far as players go, right off the top, you know, Parkeel Newsom of uh, Ansonia, uh, you know, he's <laughs> uh, holds a few state records now, um, you know, state career record for touchdowns. He is closing in on the state record for career points, for career yard, uh, rushing yards, uh, and he's on an Ansonia team that is just almost unfairly loaded. Yeah, uh, and I would say unfairly if you're anyone who has to play them. <laughs> uh, they return four of their five linemen on offense. Uh, the fifth uh, is Ryan Hovan, who was supposed to start last season, missed all season due to a broken leg, and 
Uh, Coach Tom Brockett said is one of their best linemen. Uh, just in the backfield alone, you have Newsom, uh, you have Saeed Saunders at fullback, who, much like Khalid Strong at MFA, if he played it for other programs, he'd be starting. Shaquan uh, McKnight was their quarterback last season. He's back. Uh, just an embarrassment of riches there. Yeah. Uh, other players to watch, Urban Phillips over West over at West Haven. He's just committed to Syracuse. Very, very shifty player. Uh, accelerates so fast. Uh Probably, probably accelerates faster in the, in a forty yard space than my car does. <laughs> uh, Harold Cooper over at Hill House, uh, who the argument for being the fastest teenager in the state uh, was the state open champion last year in the fifty five meters. He Hill House to two state titles. Uh, exceptional skills uh, should go uh, to a Division One program just based on those skills, but. Uh, his size has scared some folks away. Yeah. Um, you know, those are three right off the top of my head. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that uh, there's a story about uh, those three running backs and Marcus Outlow over at maxpreps.com. Go read it. Cheap plug. Absolutely. No problem with that. <laughs> uh, you know, as far as games in the state, oof, boy. You know, there's so many thanks to the, thanks to the wonders and beauty of the 11-game schedule. Uh, you know, just this uh, next week alone, uh, you start on September 11th, the opening day, so to speak. You have Staples and Xavier, two teams that many thought were going to play for the double L title last year until NFA went and uh, knocked Staples off. Uh, they kick off the season that Wednesday night. Yep. You know, Staples was <laughs> Staples was so stocked and locked and loaded last year to win the state title, and you know, then just had an awful day and were outplayed by NFA. Uh, they graduated almost everybody. Um, probably lost, well, lost more starters than even Xavier did. And as mentioned before, Xavier, I think, three back on offense and defense. So, uh, you know, that's an interesting game between two uh, perennial powerhouses to have to reload. Yeah. Uh, the thing with those two teams, though, is between coaching and pedigree, you know they're going to come back pretty well. You just yeah. don't know how well, uh, given the graduation losses there. Um, another one that night uh, over in New Canaan, they're going to play host to Hand of Madison. Uh, those are two programs that are pretty familiar with each other. Uh, they see each other a lot uh, during the offseason in passing leagues and what have you. Uh, they've met in the playoffs uh, two of the last three years. Uh, hand coach Steve Philippone and uh, Lou Marinelli of New Canaan are know, BFFs. Um, and, you know, Hand is the two-time Class L champion, uh, which they have a lot of a lot of holes to, uh, to fill there. And uh, New Canaan is a team that could win Class L. They started a number of underclassmen last season and look pretty strong for this season. Uh, yeah, I would expect them, along with Middletown, to make a run at that Class L title. So that's a good one right off the top, or two good ones right off the top. Um, following night, uh, Glastonbury versus um, not Glast- uh, Glastonbury is playing close to Southington, uh, two of the best programs out of the Central Connecticut Conference. Yep. Uh, they split last season. Uh, Glastonbury graduated, uh, actually graduated a lot, uh, but, again, another program that has good coaching, good pedigree, uh, 
Uh, you know, they're used to winning, and they'll do it again somehow. Uh, they're led by quarterback Jalen Ali, who, oh, by the way, is the son of the UConn head coach. Oh. Uh, you know. <laughs> and then a over, decent uh, athletic pedigree. Uh, and he's a, he's a very good football player. Uh, it's sort of funny because I'm so used to seeing uh, kids who are who are athletes of uh, you know famous parents, athletic parents, uh, gravitating towards that sport. But uh, he's he's gung ho about his football. Yeah. And then over at Southington, uh, you know they return uh, they return you know the majority of the team. They have a uh, quarterback Stephen Barmore. He's just committed to Yale. <clears throat> Excuse me there. Uh, he's, boy, I believe he started a few games his freshman year, so he knows what he's doing back there. Uh, and he's got a good tailback in the backfield there with him. And Jared Grimmett, they are definitely a, uh, is definitely a class double L contender. Yeah. Uh, so that's another good game. Um, gosh, I could probably go on for another 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're, uh, that's what we're excited about. Uh, we're certainly, I know everyone is, uh, is excited for the season and, uh, and ready for, uh, for football to get started. Any other, uh, any other story? Actually, you know what, before I, before I forget, I, I, I forgot the best storyline game, uh, and that would be, uh, Massick and New Milford. Hmm. Uh, you know, Mass, whoever did the schedule for the Southwest Conference, you are a genius, sir or madam. <laughs> Uh, you know, you have you have Massick, uh, formerly, as mentioned before, formerly led by John Murphy, uh, going up to New Milford to play their old coach. So, uh, yeah, terrific storyline there. Old old coach versus old team. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I would and I would assume there's probably some hurt feelings there too, which only adds to the drama. Yes, indeed, and we do uh, we do enjoy our drama. Any uh, any other stories that really jump out at you, or things that you're going to be uh, keeping an eye on this year as we uh, as we steam forward towards uh, towards September 11th and and kickoff night? Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see how Double L and L break down. Uh, class Double L looks more loaded than it's been in the last few seasons. Uh, as mentioned before, you have Xavier. You have Norwich Free Academy. You have Southington. Um, have not mentioned them yet, but Newtown is another program that uh, has the potential to be an absolute juggernaut. Uh, you know, they just alone, just on offensive uh, alone, they have nine guys back. Um, you know, quarterback uh, Andrew Tarantino he is now in his third season. Uh, Cooper Gold took over a tailback last season. He's back. Uh, they have a sophomore receiver in Julian Dunn who has Division One potential. Uh, you know, one of their offensive tackles will might be getting himself some uh, D1 looks shortly. Uh, junior Peter, and I'm probably going to butcher his name here, uh, Met Brindonia. Uh, he was only 6'3", 275 last oh, season. Sure. Um, <clears throat> they should do a lot of damage in the Southwest Conference. Uh, and they also should be playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder as they were unbeaten last year going into the playoffs, played host in Orange Free Academy, and were just blown right off the field. Um, so that is another team that just adds you know, more uh, more oomph to Class Double L. Southington, of course, too. And then in Class L, uh, you have uh, Windsor, which haven't mentioned yet, uh, a, another uh, traditional power. Yeah. Uh, Coach Rob Fleeting and his group do a fine job over there. 
Uh, you know, that is a program that they've got running. Have a, have a few starters to replace this season, uh, namely quarterback Robert Fleeting Jr. Um, but again, they always find a way to reload. And then, you know, in the class L, you also have Middletown. Um, you have, <clears throat> excuse me, you have New And New London down this way is a bit of an interesting one. Uh, Coach Dwayne Miranda uh, literally took over the program with about two weeks to go last year yeah. uh, before they started camp. And they had a fine season. Uh, they had a winning season, went seven and three. Um, you know, only lost to their only losses were to really good teams. Um, he's got enough back there. Um, he's got some very, very good players. Um, got a bit of a tough schedule. Uh, you know, they scheduled Middletown out of conference. They scheduled Classical, I mean, Capital Classical of Chicken out of conference, which is uh, a Class S playoff team right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got, got to deal with NFA, so they sort of got a hard row uh, to get there to Class L. Uh, you also have Naugatuck, uh, as mentioned, with new coach Craig Bruno. He's got some players to work with there. Uh, they can make a run into the Class L playoffs. Uh, and although he's got his work cut out for him, uh, I would not count out Harding's chances of getting into the playoffs. Um, their schedule is pretty favorable. They don't have to deal with a lot of the traditional FCAC heavyweights there. So would not be surprised if they got in there somehow at a, you know, perhaps an eight and three record. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's another thing I'm looking out for. You know, the other two classes, you know, class M who, uh, St. Joseph's of Trumbull. Wow. Uh, <laughs> they've, they've got a lot back from a group last season that made it to, uh, the, the playoffs. Uh, they, uh, were fortunate enough to have, a uh, running back Mustafa Abdul Bashir uh, come back to the program. Uh, he was a running back last season, and they were a different team with him gone. Uh, with him back on the in the offense, it just changes the dynamics there, uh, particularly since they have a quarterback going into his third season in Jordan Vazano, who yeah. can throw it. He is a horse when he's running the ball. Uh, you know, He's got three offensive linemen who are starting their third season, uh, they look to be, I think, the team to beat there in Class M and Class S, Antonia. <laughs> There's some good programs there in Class S. Uh, you know, Kyle Brennan has been uh, mentioning that Oxford. Uh, let me stop there for one second. Kyle Brennan, who does good work for the Waterbury Republican American, the NVL blog, and oh, 18 other different uh, publications. Yes, a, a friend of the a friend of the CIC cast. We have had uh, Kyle do some excellent uh, excellent work with us here as as well. Yes, and a friend to all. Uh, he's mentioned that Oxford has got a lot back on offense and is a team uh, that uh, could make things fun in Class F. Um, the Hartford tryout there of capital classical achievement. They made it to states last year. Return almost everybody. Uh, you know, those are two teams are off the top of my head uh, that could make things a little interesting. Yeah, and uh, it really, you know, you look around, and uh, that's we've we've talked to a couple folks around the state, and and the recurring theme is that there there does seem to be uh, sort of fewer of the the no doubt uh, state champions maybe that uh, have entered some of the the seasons the past couple of years. So certainly should uh, should create a lot of uh, a lot of excitement and a lot of uh, good games to watch throughout the year. So absolutely, absolutely, it's 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 funny because this year 
I'm actually able to figure out a few of the teams that should be good, uh, whereas the last two seasons outside of your your Xavier's and Hans and Ansonia, there were some question marks. But uh, this year there seemed to be a few more uh, can't-miss teams. It's uh, just a question of what's going to happen in certain leagues like the SCC and FCAC where the teams that are traditionally the powers have a little work to do in reloading. Uh, that's probably another thing I'm looking forward to seeing right there. You could write in the Xavier Hand and Hillhouse last uh, years in the SEC. You know, this season, you know, Xavier and Hand have to reload a bit. Hillhouse has to reload. And, oh, by the way, uh, Coach Tom Dyer, who led them to two state titles, has now moved on to Hamden as the athletic director. Uh, so curious to see how the teams line up over there. And then in the FCAC, you know, uh, Greenwich has uh, – some talent back, uh, always, always a, a team to contend with, um, but has again a few spots to fill. Staples has got a few spots to fill. Um, so curious to see where teams line up in that league after New Canaan and St. Joe's. Yeah, uh, it's going to be going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, always is. And yes, and fans can uh, continue to check out your excellent work at uh, at Max Preps as well as the. Uh, the Lonesome Polecat blog at, uh, at New London Day, as well as just your regular stories there. So we uh, encourage them to do that, and I'm sure you will keep people up to date on things uh, throughout the season, and uh, I'm sure we will check back in with you again to, uh, to get your perspective once we're uh, a little bit into, farther into the season. We appreciate you joining us. May I give a cheap plug? You absolutely can. <laughs> uh, www.theday.com. Uh, we occasionally blog over there. Actually, as soon as we get into football season, uh, it'll be full bore blogging. Uh, and if anyone would like to ever see any thoughts on football, occasionally there will be a Twitter post over at Metal Dead. We appreciate it, Ned. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Take care. Many thanks to Ned Griffin for all his great insight. You can find all of his work at the New London Day, as well as Max Preps, where he writes about football and a variety of other things for that website. And you can usually find those stories as well on CIACsports.com. So lots of good places to check out Ned's work, and we appreciate him uh, taking the time to chat with us as well. We move along to our final writer who covers high school football around the state. He has been writing about high school football for quite a while now and has a little bit of a new gig that we will also talk to him about. It is Sean Patrick Boley joining us from the New Haven Register. Very happy to be joined now by Sean Patrick Boley, formerly of the Connecticut Post, now of the New Haven Register, who has been covering uh, high school football in the state for quite a while and uh, certainly has a lot of, uh, of experience and, and knowledge on the topic. So we're very happy to have Sean with us. Sean, thanks for joining us. Hi, Joel. Thanks. I appreciate it. My first time on here. So That's thanks right. A lot. We got a, a couple first-time uh, podcast guests this week. Very excited about that. This is our first uh, since we started in the winter last year. This is our first real uh, our first run at football. So we're excited to uh, to have some folks on to talk about it. So awesome. I know nothing like football. Absolutely. I, I know you've been out, uh, you know, pounding the pavement, beating the bushes, uh, getting ready for the fall season, covering some teams. You know, talking to a lot of people. So. First question, I guess, is just uh, what are some interesting stories or some interesting things that you found uh, in the preseason so far, just uh, getting ready for this upcoming season? Well, I think this season, more than any that I can remember, I've been doing this my 13th year covering high school football in Connecticut, 
and more than any other season, um, the the amount of intrigue and excitement there is over the first week and maybe even like some of the other games throughout the season, uh, it's just really, really, really been exciting and amazing. I've never seen a schedule like this before. We have two, we have two leagues matching up in week one, the SEC and the SCAC, and we have two other leagues, the SWC and the NBL matching up in week six and some powerful programs that we've never seen really play before, at least not in our lifetime, maybe this generation, you know, unless they met in the playoffs, would be tangling. Um, and, you know, we really get the chance to see some new, you know, new matchups and, and new players playing new teams. And it's just wholly different, and it's amazing. Um, and I, this was set up like a week ago, excuse me, a year uh, or two ago. Yeah. We're like anxiously waiting for this to happen, and finally we're we're here in that first week of games between the SEC and the SBAC is going to be nothing short of incredible. Yeah, um, the teams may not be as strong as they were in past. I know everyone like the you know, staples is going to be staples Xavier, but um, you know now they're drastically different looking than they were like a year ago or, or two years ago. Um, you know, and they have Hand and, and you can the same thing. You know, Hand might be down. They were the number one team last year, but then you know they have a lot of guys to replace. So. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, we are still looking forward to those matchups. I mean, they, they're the only real problem is trying to find time to play these, and, and so everybody can watch. We've had some bumps and uh, and some obstacles to overcome, like the hand you can in game getting moved not only from the surf club, which isn't finished yet, over to Dunning Field in Canaan. They are now going to be playing on Wednesday, which was the night reserved for Staples versus Xavier. Right. So. Um, you know, and then, you know, a lot of teams are going Thursday because of the Jewish holiday and, you know, they won't want to have a week to prepare for the next week's games. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, contentiousness between the, the, the two SW, excuse me, the uh, SEC and the FBX. Um, we're, we're, I've been hearing stuff about guys not being able to get films of the preseason films of their other, their opponents. And there's, you know, a lot of guys complaining about that and, and uh, you know some teams moving games and moving sites and you know it's, it's just it's just gonna all come out in the field and you just can feel it and it's gonna be really exciting. So that's that's pretty much the number one. And then later on, you know, you have the SWC NBL matchup, which you know will, will be just as exciting. Especially you know once we get a feel for anything week six, we'll get a feel for where these teams are in their playoff hunt. So um, you know, and there seems to be a lot of really good teams out there this year as well. Uh, obviously, we're all looking at it. it's only a two-time state champion. You know, 14-0, they have a shot to become the first team to ever play you know, 15, win 15 games um, because of this new setup that they go to the state championship and play right. that XL game. I think it'd be the, I don't know, I don't recall any uh, Connecticut team playing 15 games, but it's a belt schedule, um, you know, so you know, if they can, you know, wind their way through the NBL and, and get to the state championship again, they'll have a shot at that. I mean, they haven't lost in, in two years. So then they're very exciting, and then of course you have Xavier, and you know they top SEC. Where are they going to be? They lost a lot of guys, and they have some great talent coming back. And then West Eden, and um, you know everyone's looking at Servin Phillips, who's going to Syracuse. So he just committed, and there are a bunch of other teams around the state that are you know all trying to box that spot. I think Double L is loaded. So it, it, it right now, Joel, it looks like a really I've never seen a season that's just packed with like storylines and intrigue and. 
it's going to be pretty exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, that's it's really you know the it's as if the season doesn't have enough sort of stuff built into it that those cross uh, cross league matchups, uh, as you said in in week one and then a little bit later in week six, really you know just add add some elements to it that are a lot of fun. I know a lot of people are are curious to see how that's going to play out and how you know how it'll end up impacting, you know, playoff uh, seeding or, or positioning at the end of the season, obviously. They have no real way to, to judge how it's going to play out until we get to that point. Um, yeah, no, I mean, a, a lot of teams, just real quickly, a lot of teams are just, yeah, the schedules on each team is nothing short of ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to have to be a real champion to get through these things and, and get to the state playoff. I mean, I don't know how many undefeated teams we're going to get this year. I don't imagine we're going to get a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's just, you know, that adds to it. You, know, you really don't know well, what these teams are going to bring and you know, how these leagues match up. They always have a fan in the leagues and, you know, which league is better. And this is going to kind of tell it once and for all and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be great. Yeah, no, a lot of fun. Uh, certainly appreciate the, you know, the, the, the leagues getting creative and, and figuring out a way to make this, uh, make this happen. Um, you've talked about, you know, obviously those games and, and a few players. Are there any other sort of uh, games on the schedule that you've got circled uh, that are ones you're certainly going to be keeping an eye on? And then any, uh, you know, any particular players that you're going to make a, make a point to make sure you see during the, uh, the season this year? Well, uh, as far as the players go, you know, the, the, the state seems pretty much loaded at running back this year. I mean, you know, especially in the SEC, we have Harold Cooper from Hill House, Irvin Phillips from West Haven, um, and, uh, you know, and over in the Indiana NBL, you have Arkell a, a Newsom, who's you know, going to break, looks like he's on pace to break the state record for career rushing yards. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bunch of other guys in, in uh, those leagues. And then uh, out, out east, you have, uh, you know, Marcus Outlow from, uh, North Street County going to BC next year and, mm-hmm. and expected to do great things for them and and um, you know and then it's Jerry Grimmett from from Southington who's expected to be one of the top guys in that in that league um, you know it's a really 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 heavy on the on the running back this year um, those guys are all worth a look you got to get out and see them yeah uh, you know I think you know the past years has mostly been especially with spread offenses you've seen a lot of um, you've seen a lot of Quarterbacks kind of take center stage or receivers take center stage, uh, so that'll be really interesting. And, and you know, I actually forget to mention Chris Young from Rocky Hill. Uh, he's another one uh, up in the, the CCC. I don't know a ton about the CCC. I'm learning very slowly because I need to get in involved in that league as the editor of Game Time CT for the Haven Register's new site, which is going to be launching pretty soon. I know everyone's kind of waiting for it, but you know, so I, I'm, I'm trying to get a handle on some of the other leagues. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, now as far as games are concerned, uh, obviously the SEC FBI matchups across the board are, are, are just, you know, very interesting. We're all very interested in seeing what Jack Cochran, uh, brings over at Harding. You know, Jack is, you know, kind of worn out its welcome in several spots, uh, over the years. And, and now, uh, he's been welcomed with open arms down in the Harding and he's got a lot to work with. He's going to play law week one. That's a very interesting one. Yeah. With all the with all the with all the coaching changes, we had thirty ish. I mean, if you want to count the guys who were made, in, who the interim coaches who were made coaches uh, officially, you had about thirty coaching changes this uh, this off season, which is like unprecedented as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's obviously bringing a lot of you know because some guys just went to other areas, like John Murphy of Massac, who was there for sixteen years uh, and won three state championships. Now Murphy is uh, going to try and rebuild at. Uh, up in uh, New Milford, and they play Massic Week One, and yeah. that's a kind of a little bit of contention with their coach. Some people speaking out against them. I think 
you know, when you look at that situation, um, which I initially reported on, I, I just think there's just widespread changes and they just weren't used to it. Murph did it a certain way and the new coach, David Brennan from Ridgefield, he was a, he was a teacher there and he's bringing the whole, his whole new style over there as well. Sure. Just kind of a very, 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 you know, you see a lot of people getting grumbling about he's changing this, he's changing that. But now, since then, since those reports came out, they went, you know, they've, they've been playing really well in scrimmages. So, uh, you know, their demise is greatly exaggerated. I think that week one game um, versus Milford is going to be just, <laughs> it's just a, a really, really huge one. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was, that's obviously on my county. The, the unfortunate thing, you can't, you know, you like to split yourself into 800 pieces. <laughs> all these games going on. Um, you know, so uh, that, that's another one. And obviously, uh, you know, West Haven versus Greenwich, they haven't played since, you know, the 2002 state championship game, which was John Sullivan, the Vikings uh, center, his, his senior year, and West Haven won in a, a last-second uh, touchdown run by Phil Banks, and, and there was a lot of bad calls in that game, so to speak. And, and uh, so this is the first time those two teams are playing. And, and uh, you know, there's just so many good games. I, I can't even begin to start uh, really – Dissecting it. I don't even know where I'm going to go. I think, uh, you know, I might just go to the Massive game because that has like the most intrigue to me to see how that goes. But that, you know, you could not go wrong either way with any of these things. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, I, I won't make you go uh, go too far out on a limb, and don't want to uh, you know get into you know any uh, explicit predictions. But it, just sort of your sense, uh, you know, kind of reading the tea leaves or just your feeling, kind of how do you see the season progressing in terms of teams? You know that uh, you could see making a run to the championship. Is it you know a lot of the the familiar faces, or do you see maybe some some new teams coming in, or some you know maybe slightly new teams uh, making uh, some noise this year? Where do you uh, how are you feeling? about that? I think you're going to see a little bit of both. I think uh, at the lower level, Antonia is far and away the best team um, in the in Class S. Um, and, you know, it's going to take a lot for them, to, their, their season to be derailed. I mean, it's one of, his, it's one of Coach Tom Brockett's best teams. Yeah. Off the line of Hughes and Bay and, and Arkell Newsom and the quarterback Jacqueline Knight Knight is great. And, you know, I don't, it's, you know, you see like a Naugatuck, which is now coached by Craig Bruno. And getting back to that whole, you know, which game's going to be great. Craig Bruno plays Benel, his former team, in week six, so that's going to be great. But, uh, you know, you look at the NBL and you look at Naugatuck or Woodland or, or Holy Cross handle and knock them out. But they just never really happens as much as you'd like. So, you know, Antonia is a good bet to, to probably three-peat uh, as state champion uh, and maybe even go undefeated. Um, and then as you go up a bit, class N, it's kind of like uh, you're not quite sure what you're going to get there. I mean, Hillhouse lost a lot of guys. And um, they do have a great running back uh, in Harold Cooper, but they have a new coach. Yeah. Um, Tom Dyer went to Hamden, and we're not quite sure what they're going to bring. So that's kind of up in the end. St. Joseph is a team that's going to be is probably one of the top five teams in the state this, uh, at this point. They're great. They have a great quarterback. They have a massive line. They have a running back, uh, um, Mufasa Abdul-Bazir, who, uh, you know, he's going to be give them a, um, a, a help and making that a dynamic offense. They might be an FCI contender, so, and, a, and, and a Class M contender. I think they're the favorite right now there. Um, then as you move up, Class now, I, you know, <laughs> I think uh, I think Canaan is a good bet. Uh, they're a favorite in the FCI. Um, you know, they might be, but, you know, you're not, you're not quite sure. They, you know, they, they have this way of really going to the state finals all the time, uh, except last year. Yeah, and you know maybe their team is really good this year, and maybe they can finally unseat Hand in that department. I'm not really quite sure what Hand has. They lost a 
think they only have like three starters back on both sides. Yeah. And, you know, so that's going to be a real, real hard um, road for them to repeat as not only the, you know, Class L champion for the third straight year, but um, but also the number one ranking. That's going to be really tough, especially in the SEC, which is really strong. And then Class Double L is where, where it is at. Yeah. Um, every, I think a majority of the top teams in the state are all going to be vying for that crown. Um, and there's no clear-cut favorite. Even Xavier, which has won it an unprecedented three times in a row. Um, you know, it's, they've lost some guys. They're, they look like a drastically different team. They're not as big up front, but they do have the, the playmakers on defense. They still have those type of guys. Um, and then you have like teams like NFA, who's, they bring back a lot of strong players. Uh, West Haven, everyone thinks this is like Eddie, Coach Eddie McCarthy, who's going to, who's going to uh, he's close to uh, becoming the all-time wins leader. This is like his last great, could be his last great team and his last great shot to get there. And, you know, Fairfield Prep, people are talking about Southington with uh, Stephen Barmore, quarterback, is going to Yale. Yeah. The class double L is just absolutely loaded, and that's really going to be one that you might see a new champion emerge. And right now I have no idea who it might be. <laughs> well, that's uh, certainly an honest answer and certainly gives us a lot to uh, to look forward to for the upcoming season. Sean, we uh, we appreciate you being with us. For those who uh, – who, um, haven't had a chance i encourage them to to check out his his final post from the uh his his football blog for the uh, hearst company is a great uh, retrospective of his uh his time covering the sport in connecticut and certainly will get you fired up for the year and then uh we look forward to to checking out the game time ct blog once it's uh or site once it's up and running so we thank you for being I, with us and uh enjoy, enjoy covering the year all right thanks a lot Joe. i appreciate it thanks for having me on yep Thanks very much to Sean for some great information there as well, and thanks to all of our guests who really came through with some uh, some great football talk here as we start to head towards the beginning of the season. Of course, kickoff will be on September 11th. That will be a Wednesday, and uh, a lot of good stuff to take in on that day. So hope everyone will, uh, will follow all of these gentlemen, find all of their work online, on Twitter, and uh, also keep tabs on the CIAC, at CIAC Sports, on Twitter, you can check out CICsports.com for schedules and results and all that good stuff once we get into the season. And, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sports. We're running a little long this week, so we'll be sure to try to wrap it up here. Also, keep in mind, we were football heavy this week, but we will no doubt be getting into some of the other fall sports and some of the other great stories around the state of Connecticut as we go forward here in the next few weeks. So thanks once again for joining us. Hope you'll be back with us once again next week on the CIAC Cast. <laughs> <laughs>